0: We return to our reading of 1 Samuel. Today we will read 1 Samuel chapter 12, verses 1 to 25. That is the whole chapter. Uh, Now from time to time I receive a phone call from the search committee of a church. They don't have a senior minister for some reason and they're trying to find a minister. They call me and after I tell them I have not the slightest intention of considering leaving Second Presbyterian Church, they'll ask me for my advice. And I think next time that happens I will encourage them to read this chapter. Because it's the great Judge Samuel giving his farewell address to the people of Israel. Now, as we'll find, he's not finished. But there's a handover going on from the judgeship of Samuel to the kingship of Saul. And as you remember, Saul is a, he's, he's impressive only in worldly ways. He's not impressive in any spiritual way. And they'd committed a great sin because they were really rejecting the Lord who'd been their king. We've been, we've been seeing that. In Samuel, but what a wonderful thing Saul, Samuel is able to say at the end of his ministry. He gives a, uh, he, he calls them to account that he's ministered with integrity. He hasn't defrauded them. He hasn't oppressed them. He's been faithful. Uh, today, we what, what churches are looking for is dynamism charisma, gifts, nothing wrong with those sorts of things, but often we take those instead of character. Well, he had character. At the end of the passage, chapter, he talks about his ministry commitments to pray for them and above all, to teach them the word of God. And then he talks about how he was a man of God who stood in the midst of them. And even now, he, he encourages them to walk in faith before the Lord. What an example Samuel is to all ministers, indeed all Christians. Now, one of the things he does as he's leaving them is he recounts history, redemptive history, leading up to their moment. And he starts with the Exodus, how the people of Israel were in bondage, the sons of Jacob, and, and they cried out to the Lord and God had mercy. He sent Moses and Aaron, he led them out, They let, through many marvelous miracles. He brings them into the promised land where they do what? They begin worshiping the idols, they begin complaining against him and, and then the Lord, they cry and the, and the cycle that leads to is they fall into sin, they are brought to despair, they're made weak, they're conquered, they're, they are in distress, then they remember the Lord and the Lord hears their cries and then they forget the Lord and the whole cycle begins again and before long he gets to his own time uh, when this very thing has happened. Now I think what's wonderful about this chapter is not only the picture of Samuel's faithful judgment, judge, judgeship, but his ability to say what Christians can still say today, what pastors can still say today, no matter what room they brought themselves into another, they're, they're on the brink of another mess. They've sinned yet again. We are sinners, and yet, as Samuel says, we can always repent. We can always turn our faces to the lord we can always remember his great mercy he's some great statements here of the unfailing grace of god towards his people and we can always whatever mess we are in as individuals whatever mess we are in as churches we can or even as societies if we will turn to the lord if we will remember his mercy and his grace We can always say, Lord, I'm going to turn myself back to you. That's what repentance is. I'm going to call upon you for mercy, and we will find it. And at this juncture in Israel's life, they're about to lose the ministry of this great man, Samuel. But their great God is ever available. That's true for you as well. I like to point out the difference between Christians and non-Christians is not that they sin and we don't. If you believe that, you're going to have a very great disappointment in the life of the church. No, the fundamental difference is that we have an answer for sin in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit wherever we find ourselves. This is what Samuel's saying. Do turn to the Lord. Confess your sins. Repent. Begin walking in his ways. And what you will find is his, what Jeremiah will say in Lamentations, his mercies are new every morning. They'll be new for you. They'll be new for the church. They, were, they would be new for Israel What a wonderful God, a God of grace, a faithful God, and we have the privilege, wherever we are, of turning to him. Well, let's give ear to the reading of God's holy, inerrant, and life-giving word, the 12th chapter of 1 Samuel. And Samuel said to all Israel, Behold, I have obeyed your voice, and all that you have said to me, and have made a king over you. And now behold, the king walks before you, and I am old and gray, and behold, my sons are with you. I have walked before you from my youth until this day. Here I am. Testify against me before the Lord and before his anointed. Whose ox have I taken? Or whose donkey have I taken? Or whom have I defrauded? Whom whom have I oppressed? Or from whose hand have I taken a bribe to blind my eyes with it? Testify against me, and I will restore it to you. They said, you have not defrauded us or oppressed us or taken anything from any man's hand. And he said to them, the Lord is witness against you and his anointed is witness this day that you have not found anything in my hand. And they said, he is witness. And Samuel said to the people, the Lord is witness who appointed Moses and Aaron and brought your fathers up out of the land of Egypt. Now therefore stand still that I may plead with you before the Lord concerning all the righteous deeds of the Lord that he performed for you and for your fathers. When Jacob went into Egypt and the Egyptians oppressed them, then your fathers cried out to the Lord and the Lord sent Moses and Aaron who brought your fathers out of Egypt and made them dwell in this place. But they forgot the Lord their God. And he sold them into the hand of Sisera, commander of the army of Hazor and into the hand of the Philistines and into the hand of the king of Moab. And they fought against them. And they cried out to the Lord and said, we have sinned because we have forsaken the Lord and have served the Baals and the Ashtaroth. But now deliver us out of the hand of our enemies that we may serve you. And the Lord sent Jerubbaal and Barak and Jephthah and Samuel and delivered you out of the hand of your enemies on every side, and you lived in safety. And when you saw that Nahash, the king of the Ammonites, came against you, you said to me, no, but a king shall reign over us, when the Lord your God was your king. And now behold the king whom you have chosen, for whom you have asked, behold, the Lord has set a king over you. If you will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, and if both you and the king who reigns over you will follow the Lord your God, it will be well. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord will be against you and your king." Now therefore stand still and see this great thing that the Lord will do before your eyes. Is it not wheat harvest day? I will call upon the Lord that he may send thunder and rain and you shall know and see that your wickedness is great which you have done in the sight of the Lord in asking for yourselves a king. So Samuel called upon the Lord and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day and all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. And all the people said to Samuel, pray for your servants to the Lord your God, that we might die, for we have added to all our sins this evil to ask for ourselves a king. And Samuel said to the people, do not be afraid, you have done all this evil, yet do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And do not turn aside after empty things that cannot profit or deliver, for they are empty. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake because it has pleased the Lord to make you a people for himself. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. And I will instruct you in the good and right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. For consider what great things he has done for you. But if you still do wickedly, you shall be swept away, both you and your king. The grass withers, the flowers fall, and the word of our God abides forever. Amen.